0: Welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be talking about the case of the Crown on the application of day and Shropshire Council. The citation for this case is 2023 UKSC 8. And the case that we're looking at this week is about what happens when land that is held for the public's benefit is wrongfully sold to housing developers. The land in question is in Shrewsbury, and was subject to a statutory trust for the public's enjoyment. Shrewsbury Town Council did not realise this, and sold the land to CSE Development Limited without going through the necessary consultation procedure under section 123 subsection 2a of the Local Government Act 1972. CSE then applied for planning permission to build houses upon the land, and this was granted by the local planning authority Shropshire Council, the county in which Shrewsbury is based. Meanwhile the appellant in this case is Dr Day, a local resident. He brought judicial review proceedings challenging the granting of planning permission on the basis that Shrewsbury Town Council did not comply with the statutory requirements and so the public trust continues to bind the land. Day wants the planning permission quashed because the existence of the trust was a material factor that Shropshire should have considered when deciding whether or not to grant planning permission. Day's claim failed in both the High Court and the Court of Appeal, so he appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The place for the justices to start was the relevant sections of the Local Government Act 1972, We've already mentioned the consultation period, but to be more specific, sections 123 subsections 2a and 2b require the council to advertise their intention to dispose of land that is subject to a statutory trust in the local newspaper for two consecutive weeks. There is then a requirement to consider any objections, but so long as they do that, the council may sell the land free from any public trust. Alongside that, we can see from section 128 subsection 2a of the same Act that a disposal of land that was originally subject to the consultation requirement shall not be invalidated simply because the requirement has not been met. Furthermore, section 128 2b tells us that the purchaser is not required to inquire whether the requirements have actually been complied with. All of this seems to bode well for a Shropshire Council who argued in this case that section 128 subsection 2 extinguishes the rights of the public enjoyed under the statutory trust, or, at the very least, the right of the public to enjoy the land did not survive in a meaningful way that gives rise to a material consideration for the planning committee to consider when deciding whether or not to grant planning permission to CSE. Unfortunately for the Council, the Supreme Court also had to consider the way that Sections 123 and 128 interact. They found that Section 128 subsection 2 does not serve to extinguish the rights enjoyed by the public under the Trust, and instead those rights are only extinguished when the consultation requirements under Section 123 are met. The problem with the argument made by the council is that it would be very easy to get around any public trusts or conditions by simply selling the land in question to a private purchaser. Beyond that, the protections available for the purchaser under section 128 subsection 2b would be redundant if the rights were simply extinguished anyway. Section 123 is very clear about what a council has to do If it wants to dispose of land in a way that would extinguish the rights of the public under a trust. The purpose of that provision is clearly to give members of the public an opportunity to be made aware of the proposal and to object to the sale. On that basis the statutory trust cannot be overridden. Section 128 subsection 2 might confer a useful protection on purchasers but the Act is not designed in a way to just free the land from the public trust when it is sold. In fact, section 128 subsection 2 was held to be of limited value to the purchaser because the rights of the public are still enforceable against them. Applying that analysis to this case, the Justice held that the continuing trust over the land is an important factor when considering a planning application and so, because it wasn't taken into account whatsoever, the grant of planning permission by Shropshire Council must be quashed. Thinking more generally about this case, and normally I'm pretty sceptical of courts intervening to block housing developments, we are facing a housing crisis in this country, and a large part of the reason for this is because the legal system in that area is so far out of date. The courts are only interpreting the law, but When they do so in a heavily restrictive way, then it causes societal harm. Nevertheless, I think that the Supreme Court came to the right conclusion here. Taking a more liberal approach to planning law does not mean riding roughshod over the law, and that is what Shropshire Council have attempted to do here. The whole approach of the Council in these proceedings has pretty much been, yes, the requirement was ignored, but who really cares, and it's too late now anyway. That is not how legislation operates, nor how it should ever operate. Land is held under a public trust because people care about their communities, and if changes are due to be made, then there is a right to be informed and to even oppose such measures. Bypassing that undermines a fundamental part of democracy. The other thing that I want to mention in relation to this case is the value of community activism. The group behind this judicial review listened to the judgement be handed down in their local bowls club after they had received donations from persons young and old in the local community. The Good Law Project get a very mixed press but they played an important role here too and that is something that is worth highlighting. Without their support it is unlikely that the case would have got this far and set an important precedent for land held under a public trust up and down the country. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks, including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. Also, if you follow my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Marcus Cleaver, you'll see that there is a new video up this week for landlord students on the subject of easements. So I hope you'll check that out as well. If all of that sounds like stuff you're interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode to join and sign up for the newsletter. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week. But for now, bye. (music)